Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 170. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. All right. Two exciting pieces of news before we jump into today's episode. I just launched a new weekly email called Mastering Your Mindset. I strive to continue to provide as much value as possible, and I believe this new email format will accomplish exactly that. Out with the old and in with the new. So you may be asking, what's this new email about and what can I expect? Success and happiness come down to one single component, mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match our aspirations. As a free subscriber, you will receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. This isn't your normal email. I go deep and I'm very specific with actionable advice. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for free. Number two, the most requested feature on Spotify was just released last week, Spotify Ratings. Right below my podcast description, you'll now see a rating option. It would mean so much if each of you just took one second to click that and rate the podcast. It is simply a star rating, no complexity, and adding a giant review By rating on Spotify will help the podcast go higher in the charts, increasing the chances of more people hearing this podcast. I super appreciate all of you that have rated the podcast so far. Sincerely, thank you. I had the opportunity to jump on another podcast the other day called Spotlight with Martin, the host, and we dug into a few things that I think will be of value to this audience, especially those of you that are in a leadership role own a business, or are even looking to move into a leadership role. Leading people is all about leading with a clear vision and leading with our heart. And I think the formula that many leaders are currently running off of is obsolete. It no longer is serving them, their teams, or their business. During our conversation, I share my views on leadership, life, the power of caring about others, and the paradigm shift that I think will start to overhaul the direction of business and the amazing people that make them happen. I hope you all enjoy our conversation. Um, so, Scott, before we get into this, and I, I do a bit of an introduction about yourself, maybe give us a bit of a background about yourself and, uh, and share it with the audience. Sure. So, I have this tagline, it's in all of my bios, that really my my passion is to inspire others and really help them to achieve personal greatness. For me, or what, so what does that really mean, right? It is really about unlocking your full potential. We all have an immense amount of, of energy and mission and purpose and passion, 
But for many people in an overstimulating world, it's very challenging to peel those layers back to actually come to that realization. And so I've really set out with a goal and intention of helping people truly unlock that. Mm -hmm. And what really unlocked or really clicked in my head, the epiphany moment in my life was uh, just over five years ago, I had my best friend commit suicide. And for, you know, about just over a year, I spent a lot of time looking inward and saying, man, how could I not see someone's pain? And, you know, I kind I faulted myself like many people in those types of situations. And what I really came to was this understanding that I needed to help people that were in that darkness or that those confusing times or just really lost and start to help bring a light beside their flashlight. So I found a podcast as a medium that would allow me to amplify my messages and and bring some clarity to those that are really struggling. And that has done a wealth for people in their personal life as mm-hmm. well as in business. And, you know, the rest is, is kind of history at that point. But the, 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 the finishing line with that is I want to help others build their mountain while I get to build my mountain. There's this Mm -hmm. idea that when we build our, our personal empires, that the word empire has some negative connotation associated with it. That does not mean when we build our empires that we need to destroy everything else, right? That we need to blow down a building and build another one in its place, we can make an addition, we can, you know, enhance its its features, we can do all of those things. And so I've really been focused to deliver exactly that at, you know, over the course of my life, but really amplified at the end of 2018. Mate, thank you very much for sharing a very personal piece of the journey. And it it does put into perspective. So Scott's got an incredible, uh, successful podcast called The Motivated Minds. Um, and you can actually get the podcast as well, Scott, on Spotify, Google, uh, and Apple Play. So, I, and it's got 2.4 million downloads, and I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, I've been going <laughs> through it myself. And, and, and one thing that I, I changed out on the fly right then, normally I would do the introduction, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have done that introduction any purpose, right? I would have given a great glorified speech of yourself but your personal journey gives an incredible insight to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I go through your, your, your incredible list of, of, and you and I were talking about this earlier, it's very personalised the way you do your podcast. And I think there's something in there for everybody on their personal journey, yep. whether it's personal, whether it's work, whether it's other things that they're trying to do. Um, so in one of those things, you know, I, I, I sort of had an introduction that talked about creator innovator mm-hmm. right entrepreneur and then i mm-hmm. put with a profound passion to for inspiring others to achieve personal greatness yep so as i look at your your you know your passions some of the topics that i sort of highlighted were and i'd love to touch on a couple of them so eos mm-hmm. entrepreneurial operating system yep right is one of them uh, the other ones that really rang out like loud for me prioritizing people over dollars that is really yeah, that touches a lot right now because especially in a hybrid environment where we're all focused on outcomes, yep. there is an element of this. Um, knowing your worth, which is incredibly personally driven. And then there's this other one that I really it was attracted to, which was unlocking the underdog mindset. 
That was really cool. I, I thought about that for a minute. And I went, we're all in an underdog's position right now. A yeah. feeling and you know what's it's new, what's different. So let's talk about EOS for a second. You know, can you just share with the audience what do you mean by that? Um, sure. And how can that actually help us personally? Sure. So I want to I want to highlight EOS. I did not make up. It is a beautiful system that any business can implement. Heck, you can also, to an extent, there are portions of this system that we'll talk about that you can introduce into your personal life. Mm-hmm. So. There's a wonderful book for all leaders out there, uh, business owners called Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business. It's by Gino Wickman. And EOS is the system that he discusses, which which stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. Mm -hmm. And this system allows or helps you to create pillars for your business. So you identify what's called a, a VTO, so a vision traction organizer that ensures that you, it it kind of has a it has a bunch of things that are in there, right? It has your three-year vision. So what are your three-year goals? What are your 10-year goals? What's your niche market? Mm-hmm. What are your core values? What's really your, your mission? And what's your proven process? Now, again, I'm kind of sitting 35,000 feet with these things, but all of these things allow what I would consider the whole business and each of its departments whether it be ops, accounting, sales, um, so on and so forth, all of them to row in the same direction. It allows for clarity within the organization. It also allows you to actually build out an org chart and build an accountability chart because there's so many times, especially in the startup world, where think about life, right? We are constantly overstimulated by thousands of things. What is business? It's that on steroids compounded 10, 20x every single day. And I like to think in the business world and in my personal life, how do we make this machine run as efficiently as possible, right? As smooth as possible. As long as the gears are lubricated, the Mm. business will continue to move in an accelerated, efficient shift or movement without burning oil and breaking gears. So that at the the crux at 35,000 feet is what EOS is. And EOS also allows you to, I know something we wanted to talk about here is finding the right people. Well, Mm -hmm. those things kind of connect within EOS. Mm -hmm. We make assumptions on people based on a lot of feelings and emotions or our perception, our perspective. Well, listen, there's a thousand different ways to look at one single thing, if not Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So what EOS helps you to build is also what's called a people analyzer. Mm-hmm. This takes your core values of your business and asks, does this individual exemplify those core values? Mm-hmm. It makes it a very yes or no kind of road, right? Not this, I'm on the fence about this person, yeah. right? Yeah. And EOS also allows, going back to some of the mission and uh, the 3-day world, but breaks your goals into a 90-day world right? So it breaks it down. We look at business on a quarterly basis on three months. It allows you to define what are the rocks with the company? What are the highest, the, the, the biggest purpose and focus that this company needs to do in order to continue growth and hit its three and 10 year target. And then from there, there's a trickle down effect of now that we've identified what the goals 
are for the business over the next quarter, mm-hmm. now we could start to break out within each of our departments what their rocks are. And those are mm-hmm. goals for the quarter for those individuals. And you can structure yeah. your bonus around this. You can break this out in a, in a bunch of different ways, but that's kind of the crux of the system. It allows for, like I say, everybody to row in the same direction. Everybody has a clear understanding of what they need to do to yeah. go out there and push the business forward. Yeah. Now, I, I know I work for a company and a co-founder of a company called Strata. Mm-hmm. You perfectly just described it in the last two minutes. Love it. Love <laughs> around it. the actual outward goal, inward focus, and then let's get down to rally everyone around the common things and get working. You, mm-hmm. you touched on a word. I noticed it's also one of your podcast themes as well around accountability. Mm-hmm. Seems to yeah. be a very hot topic. And even Gary V came out, I think, last week with a short snippet around how if leaders aren't, you know, if they don't want to drive themselves to accountability, how are we actually leading others? Can you, t- can you touch about on this one? Because I think it's a very, very hot topic right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I am um, one fan of Gary Vee as is, you know, 12 million other people on, on this planet. <laughs> uh, very inspirational. But I could not agree more with his thinking around accountability. And I hold that same value that everything as a leader, everything's your fault. Now, geez, some may stop at that and go, oh my gosh, man, that seems so stressful or that seems so negative. No, when we take accountability, we can start building action items and actually making progress. So Mm -hmm. if someone on my team is struggling, I have failed them as a leader to help bring clarity. Either was I clear in what I needed them to do? Was I supportive in their journey for them taking accountability and what that mission was too as well, right? And I think as leaders, when we take accountability, we stop all the other crap. There is no fluff, right? There is no debating who did what. No, it's 110% on me. Once you take that accountability, now I can start to say, okay, if this is my fault, how do I fix this? How do I overcome this? How do I avoid this in the future? And I'll give you a good example around accountability. During the height of COVID, I had one of my individuals in our in a, um, my business development department. She was just super struggling transition working from home mm-hmm. to remote. Yeah. She liked the office environment where she could come in. She could go to the Keurig. She could socialize. She had energy. just all this yeah. energy around her, right? And I noticed that call volume started going down, clarity in just her email and messaging, mm-hmm. communication, everything just was in, in this downward kind of slope. Now, as an old leader, I would look at that and just say, we need to find a new person. Mm -hmm. As the Mm -hmm. new leader, I said, this is my fault. And I started by saying dot, dot, dot after this is my fault. What have I not provided this individual to be successful within this transition to a work from home environment? And I brought on this guest, her name is Lauren. She's a, a pretty big influencer on Instagram. And we talked about physical and mental abuse. Mm -hmm. And so I spent time with this business development rep trying to understand where was she specifically struggling Mm -hmm. so I could start to peel back those layers and put some action for me behind to to help her. 
And I found out that she was dealing with a mentally abusive individual in her home life that was very disruptive. And now from a male standpoint, coming from uh, going to a female, I thought, okay, this is kind of a sensitive area. And I think as, as business leaders, we like to think personal life doesn't cross over to work and vice versa. That's a crock of crap. It always does. Those things will continually to coexist. So how can we support outside of the confines of our four walls of our business? So I thought to myself, could I connect her to this woman, Lauren? And -hmm. so that way, two females that have come from this experience, this background, support each other. And you couldn't believe the change and what that did for her to say, my leader actually took the time to reach out to someone external from the operation and support me on something that was happening externally to the operation. And because of that, production went up communication went up yeah. her her overall happiness and her mental health went up and she was able to address things that were outside of the business and guess what that did that helped the business itself yeah. but when we give without the thinking that we're not going to get anything in return that's yeah. when the system continues to evolve and i think that can be brought into business in many many different ways and that's just one of them and that yeah. started with the accountability piece i, I love that man and then you use the word evolve and evolving mm-hmm. keeps giving. And it's, yep. it's not necessarily going to, well, we want to achieve this. And by the way, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to invest because I need something in return. Right. So I genuinely care about you. Right. right. And once we can understand that, um, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of, I mean, going back to the leader theme, because I, um, you know, a lot of leaders look at where I've got to go and they just are so laser focused on getting there and they're going to do everything to get there, but then they lose the sight. You're dealing with humans. Yep. Right. And every human on the planet is different. Yep. And we're not all cut from the, cut the same way. So the idea is how do we actually personalize that journey? And I remember years ago, when you say an old leader, I think I might have a few years on you. Right. Um, so <laughs> I remember years ago, and I was leading, you know, I was leading people 10, 15 years older than me as a young 30-year-old leader growing businesses across, you know, six, seven countries. And I remember specifically the moment I realised I was failing as a leader. And it was when I asked them to, hey, well, this is the hill we want to challenge. This is your piece. And really what I did over a few cycles realised I was doing nothing apart from emotionally supporting them mm-hmm. to achieve their, their goals. Right? And I wasn't enabling them with any real guidance and frame. It was verbal guidance and let's do the best job we can. And I realized after a few of those cycles of hiring and firing, which was one of the elements that you talked about as well, because it's a natural process when, we, when leaders don't get with it, that you've got to go through a cycle. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I was firing really good people. And they were genuinely good people that are good at what they do. What I wasn't doing as a leader is setting them up for success. Right. And the minute I realized that as a, as, a, as a 30-year-old person, I went, I've got to change the way I am, but I've got to change the environment that we're working in. Mm-hmm. And then we created a complete uh, different uh, way to grow. You know, and it wasn't right. just corporate-wise. It was also a personal piece of that journey as well. Mm-hmm. You, There's you one actually- thing. There's one thing I want I want to highlight there that Martin I think you you hit on beautifully is that uh, the piece on laser focus right mm-hmm. so this happens with many people in life uh, and I think the podcast has really amplified this strapping people with or when you said I had terminated a lot of good people 
I would say I don't know a percentage and I don't like to talk out of my ball of expertise, but there is a fair bit of the population that does not understand, and myself, I'm constantly learning every single day how to unlock those pieces as we talked Mm -hmm. about at the beginning, right? And I think that as a leader, especially if you're a a sales leader or you're just in a leadership role in general, you're laser focused and you're trying to get to this destination. And the natural subconscious thinking that happens is that, well, the way that I'm going to get to that destination is a straight line or as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And what I always tell people is that sometimes the journey of getting to the destination, which there is never any end in sight, mind you, right? That w- with business or in our personal life, if there's an end, there's no reason for continuing. Exactly. Yeah. So as you're on that road to enjoy, as you're on that journey, it's how do I enjoy it? And how do I think about this from an efficiency standpoint? So when I think about going from destination A to B, sometimes taking those stops and, mm-hmm. and looking at those overlooks allows you two different things. It allows for clarity to say, wow, okay, I've taken, I, I appreciate how far I've come here because I'm looking backwards. It's the only time I think we should look backwards to yeah. appreciate that because that gets lost a lot. And then number two is to say, just enjoy the moments for a little bit. Mm. Life is supposed yeah. to be enjoyed. Yeah. It's not as much as I, I work hard. I work hard towards the things that mean an immense mm. amount of value. So it doesn't seem like work, but mm. as a leader, we should be stopping with our people to bring them on an appreciation journey to say, but look how far you've come to give them more fuel, create yeah. gas station stops for them. Oh, and by, by the way, while you're at it and you put the pumps in place and you put this, this gas station there for them, create a beautiful scene for them so that way they can see alternative routes to reach success and Mm -hmm. that's where you can unlock really good leadership and again it can happen in your personal life the, the the same exact way want to make a podcast spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. So, Scott, you also talk about you know, prioritizing people over dollars. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. I, I re- there's there's a lot of things. When you go onto Scott's podcast, one thing you'll realize: nearly every set, um, episode will touch you personally. You'll have a thought and go, "Yeah, that's something I need to work on," or "Hey, that was something I was thinking about the other day." And I, I really love this. And, and when you talk about 
the idea of prioritising people over dollars. In today's environment, that really hit me hard because mm-hmm. everybody is doing it challenging in some way or the other, even if your business is incredibly successful, right? There's somebody in your work environment who is struggling right now. And you gave a really great example of somebody earlier when mm-hmm. COVID originally hit and, when, and, and remote working. Do you want to touch on that? Because I, I'd like to just spend a few minutes on it because I think it's quite contextual to how people are feeling right now. Mm-hmm. So just like going out with with customers, and I'll, I'll get into this point, we've got to remove this thinking of transactional, right? One of, one of my businesses, one of the core values is fans, not customers. And I think of the same way as our employees. And I'll give you another example over people over money. It's this word empathy that has been thrown around a lot. And there's this idea when building a great business for many people that all they need to be focusing on is the business and its mission. So back to my earlier point about saying what's going on, understanding what's going on outside of their personal life and actually gaining an interest into their personal life. And I'll give you two examples here. One of my employees was going to be listing his home and they had just had a kid and I knew he was extremely busy and he's not a handy individual. And he had a post on the front of his porch that was rotten. And he said, I know when I go for this inspection, this thing's going to fail. And I said, listen, I'll come over one Friday with my toolbox and I will rip out the rot and we'll repair this post for you. And you should have seen the look on his eyes. You're going to take time out of your Friday and your weekend to come help me. And I said, yeah, you would do the same. I don't, this shouldn't be a surprise. And so that's exactly what we did. We spent that night fixing his porch and his wife uh, ended up cooking us this beef stew that was absolutely remarkable. And what that did for our relationship, Mm. I, you couldn't even put a price on it. The hours that I spent there, it was completely irrelevant. And now to link back to my earlier point too, as well, him and his wife are currently moving out of state. And he was so nervous to tell me because he thought, man, this is going to change how you think I look about the business or my productivity or anything like that. And I could tell it took a lot of courage for him to sit down and tell me this. And when he sat down, he said, I want to tell you something that I want to be very clear. It's not going to interrupt my success here, my productivity, anything like that. But my wife and I are moving to very Southern Maine. I'll still be coming to the office, but Mm -hmm. we're we're, we're working on our own company. And I thought, that's amazing. And a lot of leaders would say, no, what, what are you talking about? Your mission here today is this business and building this business. Yeah, That's not the way I think about it. The way that I think about it is if this is what's going to make this individual happy mm. outside of these walls, that means that when he comes in here every day, he is going to be happier. Yeah. And naturally what's going to happen is his productivity, his his just excitement to come into the office will be tenfold what it is. And by the way, at the end of the day, when he eventually does make that transition out of the business and starts his own business, guess what he's going to tell people? I can't tell you how this business is ran. Leadership is amazing. They actually care about you as a people, prioritize you over dollars. And that brings on more A plus players to say, hmm, maybe I should think about working there too as well. So I think our formula for thinking about people and what success looks like really needs that equation needs to be scribbled out and rewritten uh, for the history books, because I I think that is where you can transform your business substantially. 
Yeah, man. You know what? But that also says a lot for you as a individual mm-hmm. because you, you, for someone to hear that, they've actually got to really understand themselves and have already yeah. gone through the journey of the insecurities. And I know you talk about this on your episodes as well, the vulnerabilities mm-hmm. of yep. somebody, what you're aspiring outside my four walls, but that doesn't make any sense. Right. And I think, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that just didn't exist. Right? You, you, you basically did a job. We paid you and you did a job. Today to harness, I sort of, sort of call it the, um, actually, it's probably the wrong word, the intellectual horsepower of an individual, you know, for them to basically expel that out into the world, they've, they've got to feel so comfortable yep. to do it. And, I, you know, I, I do see a future where, that person may still work for you, but they may work 20% of the time. And I know you talk about working smarter than harder as well, mm-hmm. right? And the idea is that 20% could contribute to 60% of what you're trying to achieve. That's right. right? And, and that, But they're also doing their thing that's power you're passionate about. And, and so it, it all sort of uh, intersects in the way that I think about how the future looks, which the way you look at it, you're, you're already there. So I think there's just a lot of, lot of gold in what you say and how you say it. Um, that I'm really glad we're actually doing it right now. But I'm going to go back and plug your podcast for a second um, mm-hmm. because to the 2.4 million downloads, Motivated Minds um, is something I know personally. I've gone already gone through a bunch of episodes and I'm looking forward to continuing through that journey. Scott, you, you and I could talk for, I'm pretty comfortable you and I could talk for a couple of hours here right now. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and there's a, a bunch of other things. The, the one that I would love to wrap up with is, is, is this unlocking the underdog mindset. It just mm-hmm. really hit personal uh, with me. And I'd love for you to share with us, what is that? So I'll give you what I think it is and then a story behind it because yeah. stories really sell uh, because emotions get thrown in there and people get attached to emotions, right? So the underdog mindset is the thinking that you have nothing to lose. You're playing from zero. So the only place to go from here is up. It's only gains from here. And I love this thinking. And I think um, this is where I think great people, when they hit success, start to lose. And I'll give you, I'm not a huge fan of USC. I respect the sport. Nothing against it whatsoever. Conor McGregor right? Uh, Very famous UFC fighter. The reason I think personally why that guy was so successful is because he always played from an underdog mindset. Mm. I have nothing to lose and everything to prove to you people Mm. and to myself, quite frankly. And as his success, as those gains started happening, there was ego that played into things and cockiness. And I think there can be a fine line where we draw on the sand between being confident and being cocky. Mm-hmm. And then after that ego came into place, look at, he started losing some fights because he wasn't playing in my personal opinion with the underdog mindset. Yeah. And I think that adversity plays a massive role in success. And I've interviewed a lot of people for my podcast, and I think it is one of the number one ingredients, in my opinion, for success. You know, my growing up, my parents divorced at a very young age, and my mm-hmm. mother was a single mother raising uh, two boys, pain in the butt boys. And, you know, being young, you didn't really appreciate or understand that. But now being older, 
my my mom's just one of my heroes it's it's yeah. unbelievable yeah. that someone can do that while holding two jobs and still mm-hmm. taking care of the family that is a superwoman in my opinion yes. yeah. but to go back to one of my stories i was in oklahoma for a business trip with one of my reps and we couldn't find for whatever reason it was a wacky day any restaurants that were really open we stumbled into this gorgeous restaurant there was nobody in there had a bar we sit down it had been a long week pulling like 12 13 hour days on the road and we sat down and we got these beautiful beautiful drinks i know this is going to sound really weird but it was a carrot martini and right. very strange but it was great um And the menu, you just ordered off of how you were feeling. So there was no appetizers or entrees. It was all off of emotions. It was very much this really neat experience. Now, behind us, there were two barn doors and Mm -hmm. a gentleman had walked out. And at this point, it's probably, I don't know, 9, 9.30. And he had a laptop in his hand. We said, oh, late night, huh? And he goes, it is. He said, do you do, uh, what do you do here? He goes, oh, I own the business. I said, oh, that's amazing. This, these drinks are remarkable. He goes, yeah, I own this restaurant on the one next door and the one I just walked out of, I'm going to be opening shortly. Care to take a tour? I said, absolutely. Grab your drinks. Come on. And we walk through these barn doors and you're met with just this ambiance that just, it brought you into this field of emotion that was just really, really neat. You could already tell not smelling any food or anything that this was going to be special. And in the middle, there was a six foot wall wide of glass, which is all of hundreds of wine bottles from around the world. He said, tell me a little bit about the business and the restaurant. He said, well, this is about a three and a half hour experience for someone to come in here. I forget how many courses. And uh, this is more than just food. I said, it looks like you guys are ready to open. He goes, no, no, no. I'm taking another month to train my employees. Someone's going to be dedicating three and a half hours of their time that they will never get back. I want to make sure this is perfect. So we continue to walk. We walk around this, this island, that, that glass wall with the wine. I said, tell me a little bit about yourself. You seem like a very interesting individual. And he said, listen, I grew up in Jamaica. I was poor. We could barely put bread on the Mm -hmm. table Mm -hmm. to feed our family. And I worked my face off because I didn't want my family to experience just a piece of bread being put on the table. Yeah. And he actually got his first big break. I'm, I'm certainly not doing his struggles any justice here, but he got his first big break and he became the chef for the Ritz-Carlton in Paris. Yeah. And yeah. he owns some of the most, uh, uh, he owns one of the most He's one of the people that owns some of the most restaurants within Oklahoma, yeah. gorgeous restaurants, amazing experience. And this piece of adversity continues to be this common yeah. theme amongst people that I continue yeah. to interview for the podcast yeah. adversity. And they all held this underdog mindset. I've got way more to gain than I have to lose. And yes. I think if yeah. we ingrain this thinking in our head, everything is fight mode for us. And again, you can do those things and build your empire in that journey without tearing other people, uh, uh, other people's powers or or their play, their mountains, their building away. But the underdog mindset, I think is a key formula to success in my mind. What what I also got in that was a real intrinsic purpose, Mm -hmm. understanding the why, their why, um, which you touched on. Right, mm-hmm. and then you can share that with others, mm-hmm. um, and that that level of commitment to make a personal experience so wonderful. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into being a true 
leader. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a mindset production.